time my life is still Trying to get up that great big heel of hope For a destination I realized quickly when I knew I should That the world was made up of this brotherhood of man For whatever that means Into a crisis A girl that you tried to date But a year to make love She wanted you to wait Let me tell you a story of my situation I was talking to this girl From the US nation The way that I met her was on tour at a concert She had long hair and a short mini skirt I just got on stage Dripping pouring with sweat I was walking through the crowd And guess who I met You You got what I need But you say he's just a friend and you say he just a friend Oh baby, you Got what I need But you say he just a friend But you say he Hey Julie, here you go Thank you Okay, so we last left off And Beringer's totally dead Which is kind of a bummer But the rest of them were started to move on And then they find this really cool magical thing Which is called the second ward of Kevin's lore And I guess there's seven of them yeah. Anyway, so they move on, and Thomas Covenant asks, did Baroner know what you were going to find? Is that why? Why we ran here? Mormon spoke absently. Perhaps it is possible. Covenant paused, and then asked obliquely again, why did you let the Irviles escape? And then Prothal gave him a dirty look. And then Mormon said, unnecessary death, unbeliever. We did not come here to slay Irviles. We fight in need, not in lust or rage. The oath of peace must not be compromised. Never mind, said Thomas Covenant. The second ward, it doubles your power, right? You could send me back. Sweet. Yeah, so his hopes are all up. But then Mormon totally disses his hopes by telling him that they haven't even mastered the first ward, and it's taken them generations to get as far as they have. Ooh. And you can't really start messing around with the second ward until you've mastered the first ward. They went through Liberiathan passages into deep rocks, deep within Mount Thundar. All right, so their path led them along a ledge where everything was lit by a seething orange sea of rock light. Cool. Far below them was a lake of molten lava. Ew. So the company started talking about how back in the day, all those demon din, when they were spawning, if they had any breeding efforts that didn't work out, they would throw those bodies into those lava pits. Hmm. So we're talking about the demon den, hooking up with the vials, and creating Irviles and Wayne. Yeah. 
And so any of the rejects just got cast down there and burned up. All the weak ones and faulty ones, so strongly did they abhor their unseen eyelessness. As the trek dredged on, their moment-by-moment -moment caution began to slip. A lone Irvile took them all by surprise. Ooh. Yeah, it was hiding in this crevice, and it jumped out, and it attacked Thomas Covenant, and it started sniffing around for the ring, and it was totally going for his hand with the ring on it. Nice. Yeah, and there was this scuffle, and it was near the ledge, and everyone's like, oh shit, but the scuffle is happening, and then... Thomas Covenant reaches his staff out and Banner comes along and grabs the staff, but it's too late and Thomas Covenant and the Irvile fall off the side of the cliff. And the whole time, the weight of the Irvile is clinging to his chest and they plunge off the crevice. And even then the Irvile is trying to bite the ring off of Thomas Covenant's hand. Wow. Yeah, so they plummet down and plummet down and then Thomas Covenant just totally loses consciousness. And when he wakes up after impact, he's struggling for air against a face full of dirt. Yeah, so he finally sits up and coughs all that dirt up, and he's in total, total darkness. He was a leper, accustomed to fear. He knew how to deal with it. Discipline! Discipline! Quickly, he changed his position so that he was sitting on the shale slope. He fumbled over his belt and found that knife that Atrian had given him. Poising it carefully in his half-fingerless grip, he began to shave. And then he began to explore his situation. He wanted to know what kind of place he was in. So he started poking around and he found that Irvile's dead body. So again, he started thinking about killing himself. And he did not know how long he had spun giddily before he heard a low noise in the darkness. <laughs> Covenant was like really um, bummed that he forgot, I guess, to jump into the molten lava. Yeah. But um, that's not off the table, is it? I mean, he could go back and do that, right? You know, he probably could. I mean, they're probably not that far away from it. He could be like, oh, guys, hey, I dropped something. I'll be back. And he could just go back and do it. You know, or also, like, if he really, like, wants to die, why didn't he just let that herb out come? You know? Oh, why, why did he fight back? Totally. Good point, Julie. I know. Yeah. But I guess now he's in that place of wanting to survive, you know? But he was just in that place of wanting to die. Like, why does he suddenly want to survive? Yeah, I mean, he's wishy-washy, you know? Am I in the land? Am I in a dream? Should I eat? Should I not eat? I mean, he's just Thomas Covenant. Hey, Julie, can we watch the action sequence now? I guess. Let's watch. Again? Did Banner know about the ward and is that why he ran into that blue blobby thing? Perhaps. He did know about the old maps. And perhaps his heart saw what our eyes missed. Or maybe it was just unlock. <sighs> why did we kill all the Irviles and let him go? The Oath of Peace. We didn't come here to kill Irviles. The oath of peace must not be compromised. We fight in need, not in lust or rage. Uh, whatever. Wait, the second warden 
doubles your power, so you can send me back. <laughs> well, not exactly. What do you mean, not exactly? We haven't even mastered the first ward yet. What kind of retarded lords are you if you can't figure it out? Like, how many generations of these fools have been sitting around not doing shit? Lord Mormon, you need to tell them the whole truth. Can I put this ward down? It's getting heavy. No. Lord Kevin hid these wards in careful order. We're not supposed to find the second until we've mastered the first. In fact, he booby-trapped them in such a... He said booby. Hellfire and damnation! You're all a bunch of retarded twats, then! It may be that Lord Fal has led us here to be betrayed by powers that we can't control. Oh, that's just great. Just great. Bloodshot Bob, bound the ward to Banner, and let's get out of here. <laughs> Ah, I'm falling! 
Oh god! Oh god, it's dark! Oh my god! I must be dead! Or I guess blind! I can't, no matter how fast I wave my hand in front of my face, I, I can't see it! It's so fucking dark! Discipline! Discipline, Tommy! Covered in discipline! Oh, but it's so dark! It's scary! Oh, discipline!
Yes. A lot of uh, really powerful, confusing, and awesome things happened in this last uh, 10 pages of the book. And uh, it left Heather and I with a lot of questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what are these wards, and why are we only hearing about them now? Okay, Kevin Landwaster, yeah. before he became a waster of the land, mm -hmm. developed these wards. They're magical, they're potent, there are seven of them. And he hid them because he only wanted people to find them one at a time. Until you've mastered the first ward, you're not going to have the brain power and the knowledge to safely, you know, open the second ward. Like, if I found a ward that was like, if this was a ward, how would I know, like, how to master this? Okay, if you... But Julie, there's instructions on the back of that one. Holy right. shit! Yeah. This is not going to take generations, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for the second! But most, <laughs> but most wards would not have such instructions, and oh. so if this had no instructions, and you didn't even know that it was food, it might take you a while to figure it out. What is it for? Is it insulation? You know, is it something you put in your sock drawer for, you know, to, to keep away moths? Maybe Kevin was just, oh my god, maybe Kevin had more foresight than even Lord Mormon. Maybe Kevin would just know where to put them so that people would find them in the right order. I don't think Kevin knew where to put them for ass because he put one <laughs> in Mount Thundar. And it's, to me, it's like, like who the fuck is going to find out about Thundar except for like maybe evil people in Urbiles, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a really good point. Didn't didn't leaving it in Mount Thundar leave it um, vulnerable to be no, no, found by evil? No, because he wrapped it around with wards and things to protect it. Wait, he put a ward within a ward? Yes. <gasps> wow, that's yeah. crafty. So this is the part where the questers were looking down the cliff and there was lava. Yeah. All yeah. right. So... Why is it that just all like the deformed and eyeless Irviles got thrown in there? Like, what do they have against eyeless Irviles? And why do they hate the eyeless Irviles so much? Well, they're all eyeless, and they loathe their own form. The, the ones that they chucked into the lava lake uh -huh. were defective. eyeless? Yeah, well, they, they were defective in other ways. Presumably, they weren't wicked enough or something like that. Oh, so... Whatever oh. the standard of Irvile perfection is, they failed to measure up. Is well, eyeless, are, are they supposed to be eyeless, the Irviles? Yeah, yeah, they're... they're they, that's their nature. Okay, so he falls, right. and then immediately he's like, oh my god, I have to shave. Like, what the hell? I yeah. know. It was a fetal fancy. <laughs> fetal fancy? <laughs> a fetal fancy. That's verbatim. So I think that he was shaving just to have control over something, and maybe just to do something mundane and normal just to help him ground himself and collect his thoughts so he could figure out what to do next. You're on the right track. Um, the thing is that one thing he thinks that he's got going for him is that he's a leper and he knows the nature of fear. Fear, he's familiar with that. And, mm -hmm. and he's owned his weaknesses. Oh, you know what? Like discipline? Discipline, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so he uses the, the danger. You know, he knows he's sitting in a bunch of crap. Right. And he, he scratches himself being a leper. He could totally he get could infected like, and stuff. Like that, you know, it would be over for him. His motivation is clear, is that rather than just pee himself from fear and, and start freaking out, he takes out this knife and shaves to try to conquer his, uh, you know, his panic. Nice. You know. Well, alright, but if he thinks it's a delusion, then why was he practically, like, Begging Mormon like a little sissy girl, like, oh, now that you have this other woman, why don't you send me home? Yeah, totally. Because well, he made this, he made this nebulous bargain, and he thinks that within the terms of that bargain, if he sees this thing through, he can come out of it with his sanity intact. He'll be back in his rotten life, mm -hmm. yay, and uh, and not be an insane person. But he he thinks that if he believes in the land, 
somehow all of these rigid defenses of his will collapse and he'll just, without transition, suddenly he'll be in a leprosarian somewhere rotting away. So Thomas Covenant would rather be a leper than an insane person. Yes! Oh! Flat out. Let me try to explain this. Um, when Kevin Watt Land Waster wasted the land, mm -hmm. okay, he, it, it destroyed a huge part of the land's population and its wildlife and a lot of their knowledge. And so they're, they have like the magical equivalent of a nuclear winner, and they're still recovering. They've lost a lot of the tech. They're the magical wait, wait, wait. Were we supposed to get this from this book? Yeah. How okay. come you didn't read that part? <laughs> Julie, it's been implied like many, many times. <laughs> Their backs are against the wall, and they need all the power they can get mm -hmm. to defeat Lord Fowler, even to resist him. Well, resist what? Isn't he trapped in the Arch of Time? They're in the Arch of Time with him. They are? Yes, they're inside the Arch of Time, too. Okay, you totally missed that, That's too. their created reality. You they're gotta paraphrase more closely. <laughs> <laughs> if you think of it as a membrane or something like this. Okay. Okay. This is, out here is, is eternity. Okay. And a timeless dimension. Uh -huh. Heavens and hells and all like that. Uh -huh. Non-physical beings. Uh -huh. okay. okay. Inside, and this is, this here, Arch of Time. A-O-T, Arch of Time. Okay. Okay. Inside is where we all are, or all the people of the land, uh -huh. and all, all the candy and the colored rubber okay. bands are. Lord Fowl would be like this horrible yellow color. Oh, I know. Or, right. Yeah, yeah. So you hate yellow. Yes, like there's no red for his little slitty so. eyes. Yeah. So, okay. All right, so, so he's, they're all right. in there. His natural like place. Like furry people yes. in a tiny box. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's a transcendent being. He's an immortal. And his natural sphere is out here. Why do they put him out there? Don't they not want him then? They can't put him out there. It took God himself, the creator, to put him inside the Arch well, of Time. Aren't they all pissed at God that yeah. they have to live oh, with? Yeah. Fowl? They have some questions, wouldn't you? So tonight's charge on topic is going to be what did it look like when Thomas Covenant fell down that ruinish pit? idea of what's happening. Uh -huh. Now up here, okay, this is outside, this is the heavens, uh -huh. all right, 
And here's like the creator. Nobody knows what the creator looks like. So that's just a symbol. Well, really? Because he looks like Higgins of Higgins. He, looks like, <laughs> he, he might, there might be a resemblance, but I just picked some sort of abstract form, you know, mm -hmm. because no one knows what God really looks like. And of course, there's Heatherly Aww. and Julie, because you're beneficent spirits who are looking <laughs> down over the land. And, and there's um, Ty, because he's sort of a mediating spirit. He's like an archangel. And Is he trapped in the arch of time? No, he's, you see, he's within and without. Because oh. he's a transcendent personality. Wait, so his father trapped him in the arch of time? No, he's not trapped. Oh. He's above. He's, he's outside and, and overlooking it all, yes. as are you. Okay, and so this is, as, le as labeled clearly, the Arch of Time. Excellent. Awesome. Okay, now this is the outside before the, this is all sequential. This is oh, sequential. Man. That's okay, awesome. so here's Foam Follower outside with the Raninen. The Raninen didn't go into the cave. Hey, where's Pat Bell? Where's Pat Bell? Pat Bell is really <laughs> way over here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because this is reading left to right. Okay. Okay, but he's outside with the Raninen because he was too big to get into the crevice. And okay. Like, they stayed outside. And this is, you know, the, the path they took deeper mm -hmm. and deeper into the catacombs represented by this abstract. Wow. Dark space here. Here's some stairways, and then here's where they got like to the word of warning. Right. Oh, labeled word of warning. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. That's okay. awesome. Okay. And here's here's the questers, and here is the spot where he where the um, <gasps> Irvile yoinks and ambushes him, and they and Covenant falls off, and boom, he hits the pile of, of rubbish. Uh -huh. That's uh -huh. number wow. one. And then two, he's landed at the bottom. And he's decided that he's going to shave. Oh, and that's awesome! Here you have the lurking forms of the susurrating and sibilant, Ooh, the um, noisy things, the menacing things. That's awesome. With which that sequence ends. And so there, there you have it. It's the cosmology. Wow! Wow! That was a real artistic um, episode of the Fantasy Bedtime Hour. Yeah. Heatherly, what was your favorite part of pages 431 through 440? Well, I think my favorite part was when Thomas Covenant fell off the cliff because he's such a whiny little bitch, he needs something to wake him up sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, my favorite part was like, uh, I don't know, I guess when they found that second word, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, Juanita, what was your favorite part? My favorite part was definitely where the, um, the Irvile just jumps out of that crack and Hall's coming in, like, out into midair and is, like, chewing on his finger. Actually, that is really cool. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you for watching this episode of Fantasy Bedtime Hour. And if you were to your friends have read Lord Falcon, like Juanita, and would like to be um, an expert, then tough luck! Because we only have five more episodes left, and we have all the experts filled up. So your dream will never be recognized. You waited too long. You know, you waited too long. So if any of you would like to be an expert, you know, maybe next time not. Or maybe you can have your own show. <laughs> maybe you can... <laughs> You can talk in the mirror like you're... Yeah. All right. But, you know, if you wanted to email us anyway, you could always email us at um, fantasybedtimehour at hotmail.com. Or check out the episodes at www.fantasybedtimehour.com. Thanks for watching. Bye! You can't handle this, Lord, baby. <laughs> I know.